Hello, and once again, everybody, welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm your facilitator, the one and only Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. Please visit the bishop's website at robertgrudolph.org. That's robertgrudolph.org. And for those of you listening by way of the Clubhouse app, it is pinned to the top of the page. You can click on it, and there you will see um, other services and things that the bishop has going on, as well as listen to previous podcast episodes. Today's topic is a man called John, a man called John. And the bishop's going to be teaching us this today from Matthew chapter three and verse two. When we open up the floor for questions, we ask today that you please keep your questions related to today's topic, a man called John. Oh, what a beautiful day. This is a day that the Lord has made, Bishop, and I am rejoicing and I'm glad in it. How about you? I am doing that as well, sir. I am. This truly is the day and I am going to rejoice and be glad in it. How are you today? I'm doing much better. Having a great time. So good to be back here. But Tuesday just seems to roll around so quick. And I am so glad <laughs> so we can get here and share a word uh, for the people that are listening all around the world, not only on your website, but also on the Apple platform. They're listening to On Point. And I I look forward to being here to help share information. And today, after a prayer, we're going to get started with a man called John Bishop. Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you have done for each and every one of us. I appreciate you and thank you for life, health and strength. Now, Father, as we begin this podcast on today, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. 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 About this message on today. I'm excited, Mr. Speaker. So am I. So am I. When I look at this, a man called John, and when I look at the life of John and his name, meaning grace by God and everything that he went through, all the way up until his demise. I'm going to have to say in the words of Stephen A. Smith for all my sports fans on first take that John was a bad man. Talk to us, Bishop. (laughs) Well, I am excited about this day and I am so appreciative to those who have been listening to the podcast every week. This format of going back and forth, you and I, and just being able to talk about the Word of God is just so refreshing. And thank all of those who have emailed or text or sent us uh, some appreciation for uh, being online. Thank God for this opportunity. Now, let's talk about John the Baptist just for a second. Let's talk about a man by the name of John. And let me preface this particular teaching on today with this statement. There is a book entitled Being Number One at Being Number Two. And that particular book goes into detail about not always being out front, but supporting the one who is out front. Basically, I get this from the book and from those who have talked about the book. It is the fact that so many times, So many times we want people to be number one, but 
everybody doesn't have the ministry of being the leader because not everyone is chosen for a specific duty or a specific task in ministry. Also, it helps us to understand that just because you have been called to the ministry, and I want everyone to listen to me carefully, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have been called to pastor or that you have been called to be a leader or an organizer of a ministry. It might just be that God has it in his mind that he wants you to have the ministry of helps or the ministry to support others whom he has chosen to be out front. So with that being said, let's go to the gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. I'm going to give you just a few seconds, the gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. And I want to read just a few portion, uh, just a, a, a few verses of scripture. Matthew 3, beginning with verse 1, it says, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea. And John the Baptist was the name of this itinerant preacher uh, who was very active in uh, the area surrounding the Jordan River. Uh, in many places, he is even called John the Forerunner. But again, reading that scripture, chapter 1, verse 1, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Matthew chapter 3, verse 2 tells us, and saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Mm. Well, let me stop just there for just a minute. There are just a couple of points that I want to bring uh, to everyone in this particular lesson on today concerning John the Baptist. Again, we put emphasis upon the fact that everyone has a role in ministry. Everyone has a role in ministry. And oftentimes it's not the role of the first man, but in many instances it is the role of the second man. This man named John, named John the Baptist uh, had a twofold message. The first thing is that he was preaching in the wilderness of Judea. I want to put emphasis upon verse one, where it says he was preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Now, brothers and sisters, I want you to put your seatbelts on because right now we are going for a ride. And I hope you're ready. Please understand that he was not preaching in a place that everybody wants to preach. There are a lot of people that would like to preach before audiences of 10,000, 20,000. There are people who would like to be on Facebook. They would like to be on YouTube. They would like to be out front. They would love to have a ministry where it is broadcasted across the world, around the world. But the Bible says that John the Baptist had a message, uh, and this particular message he preached in the wilderness. He preached in an area where other people were not necessarily gathering. He was in a place 
of a wilderness. Now, beloved, please understand that you will be and you will have a wilderness experience. That is so vital for you to understand. God sometimes puts us in the wilderness to provide ministry because everybody needs ministry. And there are many people who are in the wilderness who needs that particular ministry. That's point number one. Point number two, where he was in which he, and where he was preaching was in the wilderness. Point number one. Point number two, what was his message? Well, Mr. Speaker, the message that he was preaching, the message that he was teaching was just one message. The Bible records that this was the only thing he said when he preached to people, and that was, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. That message, if if you are a preacher, if you are a minister, if you are a teacher, it is fine and it is good to have these great, wonderful sermons uh, that everyone gets excited about and everybody can really get behind. But if you don't have any other message, please, please become very familiar with the message of repenting. That's all John the Baptist said. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Oh, my God. That is tough, Bishop. That, that, that's a tough message there. When, yes, you're, sir. when you're talking about repent, people want to hear all the prosperity. But when a preacher starts talking about repent, that means I got to look in the mirror. I got to see myself where God sees me. And uh oh, I got to say, ooh, I'm a sinner. Talk to me, Bishop. Well, that is that's it. That's the point I want to bring. Again, the first point is that he was preaching in the wilderness, a place where people probably did not want to go and preach. And then number two, the message that God gave to him was repent. It was not anything else, but it was simply to repent. Now, the reason why these two first points are so important is because in verse three, it tells us that this is a message that had been predicted, had been prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. If you look at verse 3, chapter 3 of Matthew, it says, For this is he, for this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah said that one day soon before the coming of the Lord before the coming of the Savior, that there would be a voice of one crying in the wilderness. And so now, out of all of the preachers that were ministering, out of all of the people who had disciples, because you do realize that John had disciples, not only did Jesus have disciples, but there were many preachers who had quote unquote disciples or followers. But out of all of the preachers that were preaching, it just so happens that John the Baptist was the one that Isaiah was prophesying about the one, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. That 
is what he was giving as his message. Repent. The Lord is coming. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. I love it because he stuck to one message. And let me say this. Stick to what God gave you. Don't try to come with the ministry of elder so-and-so or bishop so-and-so or prophet so-and-so. Do and preach and minister what God gave you. I totally agree. It reminds me of a message that I heard a long time ago. Stay in your lane. You can only be the best you that God created you to be. And understanding that this was prophesied by Isaiah over in that Isaiah chapter 40 verses three through five is powerful because now scripture is being fulfilled and you see someone sticking to what God wanted them to do his purpose, his plan. And all he did was say in the words of the church of God in Christ. Yes, Lord. That's it. That's all he said. Yes, Lord, I will do what it is that you want me to do. Well, let me move on just a little bit further. We, we get a physical description of John the Baptist and what he was wearing. Um, the Bible tells us that he had raiment of camel's hair and a, uh, a leathern girdle about his loins, and he he ate locusts and wild honey, but he kept on preaching and teaching all of these things. And these people began to confess their sins, and as they confessed, he baptized them in the river Jordan. Now, let me tell you where this being number one and being number two becomes critical. Because a lot of people, when they start getting a following, a lot of people, when they start getting publicity, they begin to get some type of notoriety. And John the Baptist had notoriety. There were people who thought that he was the Messiah or that he was the soon coming king. And if John the Baptist would have gotten into his flesh if he would have read his own publicity, he could have easily said, oh, yes, I am the one. But what I like about his spirit is that he was very humble. John the Baptist tells us that even though I'm baptizing you with water unto repentance, if you look at chapter three of Matthew, Matthew three and 11, even though I am baptizing you with water unto repentance, but there is someone who is coming after me. Again, the ministry of the second man. He did not get caught up in pride. He did not get caught up in himself and say, oh yeah, that's me. That is the one that uh, the prophet talked about. But no, the prophet spoke of me, but he spoke of me in a secondary role. I am the one. I am the voice that's crying loud in the wilderness, prepare ye the way. And, and I am here to say to you that I am not the one. But in verse 11, he says that there is one who is coming after me that is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Wow, that is powerful. It is powerful. So he didn't take credit for it. He simply said, 
I am number two, but number one is coming. John, in fact, was a real man, a man called John. He realized his position. He understood what he was called to do. And not only that, he did it and he let people know. He didn't take the credit. Unlike today, we get our our, um, social media accounts. We get a couple thousand likes. We think we hit it big time, Bishop. Right, right, right. Well, John the Baptist didn't do that. And uh, let me end with this, Mr. Speaker, in verse 13 uh, through verse, well, 13 through 17. uh, This is what happened to help to verify and to confirm uh, what had been prophesied. Uh, The Bible says that Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan and uh, he was to be baptized of John. And the Bible tells us in verse 14 that John forbade him saying, oh, no, I, I, I can't. I can't baptize you. I'm paraphrasing this. I can't baptize you. I have need to be baptized of thee and you coming to me. But what I like about verse 15 is that Jesus said and he lowered himself. Well, not lowered himself, but he humbled himself. That's a better way of saying it. Jesus said unto him, suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And then Jesus was baptized by John. Well, I like this in verse 16. The Bible says in Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water and lo, the heavens were open unto him. Again, this is confirmation. This is confirmation that John had the second man ministry. This was confirmation that he was the forerunner of Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ was the one who was going to come to save the people from their sins. And the heavens were open unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And in verse 17, it says, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Well, again, the fact that John the Baptist did not accept credit, he did not try to run with the publicity and the notoriety that he was receiving. He was just an itinerant preacher. But the Bible tells us that he fulfilled his job well. And I want to encourage every listener today, please fulfill your ministry. Please fulfill the job that God has given to you. Don't try to get out of your lane and pretend that you are something that you are not, but fulfill what Jesus wants you to do, the calling that God has upon your life. Praise be to God. Do what you've been called to do. I'm reminded of my military phrase because I'm in the army. Be all you can be. And that is keeping in line with God's purpose for you. Learn to be number one at being number two. Stick to what God gave you. Stay in your lane and don't get the big head when you get a lot of people following you. Remember, it's not about you. It's about the Lord. Any last words today, Bishop? Just follow the leading of the Lord. Make sure that if we have the ministry of helps, the ministry of administration, the ministry of support, be number one at that. Don't try to get out of your calling. To me, that's vitally important today. And I hope and pray that the listeners would really fulfill that responsibility of what the Lord has given unto them. 
Thank you so very much, Bishop. And everybody listening in, you've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. And today he was talking about a man called John. We ask that you please share this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, and coworkers so that they can be blessed by On Point as well. It is available on the Apple platform as well as on the website, robertgrudolph.org. You can listen to previous podcasts there and find out all you need to know about Bishop and what he has going on. This is Mr. Speaker, your facilitator, and I want to say thank you so very much once again for listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.